for the beats, for the love, for the alcohol, for the party. <laughs> One time like, okay. <laughs> Letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow. Love what you hear though, everything black. Feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back. <laughs> letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run. Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums. Get used to it as we proceed. <laughs> black radio for the lover, just the beat. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock, the snare gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black. Everything is black, everything is black, everything is black, yeah, everything is black. The bottle gone pour, the speakers gone crack, and everything is black, everything is black, everything is black. On my shirt. Mm. Serious. This is a serious matter, guys. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> oh, there you go. Need that. Need that. Is that your? Even real though that's not PlayStation, address? that's that's. Uh, is that your real home address on your shirt? No, that is not my home address. <laughs> FYI, that is a address though. Atlas knows what address that oh, is. Yeah. You guys, you have been there before. Mm-hmm. Welcome to. Another episode of Blab Chat. Uh, it's been a couple weeks. I forgot what episode it was. Josh, uh, 83 maybe. 90. Maybe no. 84. It might be 82. 80? We're at 90. No, we're at 90 something now, El. No, we're not. Yes, we yeah, are. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Check, check on the Instagram. 100. I'll tell you right now. Let's see. We are on. We, we are should on be on like 94 or something. No, we're still in the 80s. No, El. No, we're on 90. Let's see. 92 or 93, 100%. Okay. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. Okay. Well, while Alice is, is checking that out, welcome to Blab Chat. Uh, I go by the name. 92. No, episode 92. Yep. All right. Well, this is episode 92. Uh, my name is Ill Mind. I'm here with my co hosts. Shit, girl. Perfection. Yeah, you ready to know? Sir, it's Atlas the plug. I'll give you. I'll give you. A oh, yeah. I was waiting for the fart sound. Oh, no, 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 no. I was like, I knew, I knew it's coming. I was about yeah. to say ill on cue. Okay. Glam, uh, our other co-host, Glam, is uh, coming from DC. She'll um, be here. You know, she's been moving around, so she'll be here shortly. Um, man, welcome to another episode, man. It's so good to see you guys again. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Always I, a pleasure. It's only been a couple weeks. Yeah, right? it hasn't yeah, been that. It felt pretty long too. though. Miss um, you, man. I miss you guys. I miss man. you guys, man. Um, shout to uh, shout to all of our our people out there that uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Shout to you guys that are watching us, commenting. Um, shout to all of our SoundCloud subscribers, uh, our iTunes subscribers. Um, really appreciate you guys, uh, all the OG listeners, and you know all of the, the new listeners as well that have jumped on board recently. Um, you know, hopefully this podcast uh, is. Uh, you know, sort of a resource for you, uh, whether you're an upcoming producer, music production, artist, rapper, singer, whatever it is you do creatively, um, you know, this is the podcast centered around the creative process and um, stuff like that. So um, shout to you guys. Make sure um, if you're not subscribed, make sure you follow us. And also, if you've been listening to us on iTunes uh, or SoundCloud, check us out on YouTube as well. We drop the uh, full youtube video uh episode usually a few days after so you know new episodes come out friday uh we usually have the video out 
um, by Monday of the following week. So um, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, so much going on, guys. Mm. So much going on. First, I want to shout out... Um, you know, well, I was going to say, I want to shout myself out. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that. Uh, I just want to shout myself out real quick. Um, uh, I've been on the road. I think a lot, you know, we've all been really collectively um, running around and, and been pretty busy. Um, but I, I've been uh, traveling a little extra this past uh, month. I've been on this past the Aux tour. And so um, I, I'm sure most of you guys have heard about what I've been doing for the past year and what I'm going to continue to do throughout 2019. But basically, every month uh, I'm traveling to a different city, sometimes two or three cities, and I'm uh, basically linking up with uh, 20 to 30, sometimes 40 uh, up and coming music producers, artists uh, and just creatives in general that, you know, you guys that are listening right now. Uh, and what I'm doing is I'm, I'm booking a secret studio location and inviting um, you guys to come in and join me. And we just basically hang out for like four hours. Um, it's called Pass the Aux. So what you do is you come and you plug the aux in and you play your music and we vibe. We talk about the music. I'm answering questions, sort of digging deep into your um, situation, your aspirations. And uh, we basically film the whole thing. My man, Josh films and, and we throw it up on YouTube for you guys to see. So the, these experiences have been really kind of eye-opening for me because I'm discovering that like every music producer sort of just has their own version of what success is. Mm -hmm. You know, some people want placements. Some people want to just make the music they want to make. Other people want to DJ and, you know, other producers are still finding themselves. And, and these experiences have been eye-opening because it's just kind of opening up the the door to how much opportunity there is out there and and the different types of ways to approach becoming successful so uh these sessions have been amazing uh, i was in boston a couple weeks ago and that blew my mind right josh like boston was like one of the best i think um went back home to new jersey rocked out with them and Jersey. then, uh, yep. And then in a couple of weeks, I'll be in Toronto for two nights and Los Angeles for two nights during Grammy week uh, to link up with more producers. So uh, I have a whole list of cities that I'm visiting this year. Um, I'm doing a little Passy Aux tour, I'm going to Germany, London, uh, Austin. Um, oh my God, the list goes on. Let me just shout them out. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing uh, San Antonio, Dallas, Austin, Atlanta, Tampa. Miami, I can't wait to do that. Mm. I need to get out of this fucking weather. I hear that. Uh, we're doing Germany. We're doing Berlin. We're doing London, Vancouver, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, and this is all uh, between now and June. So, um, uh, if you want to check it out, uh, I definitely highly recommend you look into it. Uh, it's been some really amazing experiences, and the important part about these past the Aux sessions is that you guys really get to. Uh, network with each other you know on this podcast yep. we talk a lot about networking across and mm -hmm. and getting to know your peers and and th th this is becoming a, a, an incredible opportunity to find and network with uh, your peers in mm -hmm. in your city so uh, you know i'm really just out here like going to these cities and and lighting fires and hopefully that's what that that what that's what happens after i leave and you know, it's it's bigger than me for sure. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's becoming uh, an incredible thing. So, um, go to my website if you want to see a list of cities and to solidify your slot. They are going pretty quickly. Uh, I know Toronto and Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. There's still some slots left, but they're going fast. Um, 
and uh, Berlin and London are are selling extremely fast as well. Um, overall, um, you know, I would I would just go to the website and check it out. So go to illmindproducer.com, book your slot, and uh, hopefully I will see you there and meet you. Fire. And Alice, you've been in perfection. You too. You guys have been to my New York ones. Yeah. Oh, they're the best. Yeah, it's just such a cool They're experience. awesome. I mean, seeing the, you know, we talk about it all the time, seeing the interaction you know what's the great thing about you know what you're doing Ill, is the engagement with them because it's really intimate. Right. You know what I mean? Even though there might be 20 or 30 or even 40, I've seen um, you just one. You know, like you're very intimate with these kids, and you know you're looking them in the eye. You're just like all about it. And to me, that's awesome. You know, because I've I've been to you know networking events or you know workshops and stuff, and it's it's not that it's not you know that. what I mean so kudos yeah. to you for that thank you man yeah it, I think it's better when it's more intimate you, yeah. Know? Yeah. you can connect with people more and I think mm-hmm. people feel like they get more out of it when they're able to actually talk to you versus yep. like be at the back of the room and just listen yeah mm-hmm. exactly and that's why I always limit them to 20 to 30 right. sometimes 15 mm-hmm. because I need to get through to everybody you know right. when you come up to that stage and you're standing next to me and you plug that aux in and you play your song and we talk about it like you're you the spotlight is on you we talk about mm-hmm. the music um as constructively as possible and really just i, I like to it's almost like what, what it feels like to me is like sort of like therapy sessions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's therapy for me too because right. i really get to talk to these people and and really see where their head is at mm-hmm. and and what they could potentially be doing better to mm-hmm. kind of help their career so um it's just an overall big learning experience for everyone and it's really cool i appreciate you guys um for the yeah. words mm-hmm. for that no it's, well you know, it's not like a here take your number and right. you know sit down with this person right. and you know f- with a panel of like professionals mm-hmm. it's like fuck all that shit yep we're here let's talk Let's talk. What's and up? they've teamed up. Some of them teamed up and created like producer groups yeah. or like rap groups or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I've seen them, you know, they even DM me like, yo, I went to, it was past, oh, I met this one there and now we're doing an event together or yeah. something like that. You know, it's amazing. So it's like, it's super fire. I want to, sh- and speaking of that, I want to shout out my guy Lyric and Tammy. Oh yeah, Lyric uh, and Tammy. Yeah, 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 from, yeah, From Detroit. Yep, yep. Uh, that's where I met them and uh, they've been coming to every single one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and I, I've been seeing a lot that's of repeat crazy. people coming like, you know, guys from New York who've been to my New York mm-hmm. ones and I'll be in like Miami and they'll show up in Miami and say, hey, I flew, I got a ticket out mm-hmm. and I flew out here for the weekend um, <clears throat> to do this with you again. And, uh, you know, Lyric and Tammy have been joining me and, and they've been really like helping a lot too. Yeah. Like they've been helping with like um, creating the Instagram uh, groups. So mm-hmm. every time I do a Pass the Aux session, um, we'll do, we'll have everyone just enter their Instagram uh, account and then we'll all just have these group chats. So I have like a bunch of group chats from every Dope. Pass the Aux. Oh, that's, that's fine. Yeah, and they're always consistently talking to each other. You know, I'm lurking in there too. Mm-hmm. Of course. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll comment every <laughs> once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just great to see people coming together because if it wasn't really for stuff like this, you don't really have too many opportunities to like meet your peers. Like, I mean, think about it. Dude. How how do you, how are you able to so to true. find find other people? So, um, so shout true. to you guys, man, who've been to my uh, Pass the Aux sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, your experience has opened your eyes and opened up the door to more opportunity. And and above everything else, just you know, 
helped you to just be more confident yeah. in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think that helps. Uh, Alice, you have something where well, by the time this airs, it'll be over. Yeah, yeah, tonight. yeah. Um, you do these. Um, you do these True Master shows. True Master show. And, yeah. But you have another one coming up after today. Or well, yeah. So uh, tonight on Thursday, we're doing uh, the third installment of True Masters. Uh, here in New York. The next one's March 7th, but the cool thing is whoever's listening to listening to this, you can go on YouTube because uh, we live watch streamed it. it and you could watch it. So it happened last night. It happened you last night. It. Yeah, so go to uh, YouTube, just follow True Master Show. It's a show with eight producers, eight MCs, and eight dancers. I put them into groups of three. Uh, crowd picks the winners. It's com- been compared, I've said it before, like Eight Mile meets like Wildin' Out. So yeah. definitely, definitely go check that out. Um, another exciting thing that I'm doing is I've teamed up with uh, Cruz. Turn me up, Cruz. Yeah. Uh, Meek Mill's engineer, uh, and we're doing the Respect the Engineer. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, interactive <laughs> workshop. Uh, the first one's going to be so I lined up the tour along Meek's tour because obviously Cruz is going to be on tour with Meek. Um, so I hit you know pretty much the major cities. We're doing uh, Miami. Ill, you talked about Miami. Hey, love Miami. So we're doing Miami February twentieth. Uh, then we're doing LA uh, February twenty seventh, and uh, New York on March eleventh, Philadelphia March fourteenth. And Atlanta, March 24th. So if you're interested in the engineers uh, or producers who are looking to, uh, to dabble in engineering, go to respecttheengineer.com. Turn me up, Cruz. Turn me up, Cruz. Yeah, or, or you can follow me, Atlas the Plug, and all the info is in my link, in the bio you're link. You're going to be in each city? Yes, I will yep. be there Atlas as well. Atlas will be there. Yes. In the flesh. In the flesh. <laughs> in the Mundo. flesh. Mundo. Perfection Escher's fire, by the way. Thanks. Did you make it? I yeah. didn't make this one. You didn't you make did? that one? I didn't, didn't make this one. No. So Perfection's, you know, if you guys have been living under a rock, yeah. um, Perfection is also a designer. Doing her own yeah. clothing she's line. Been, she's been, shit. like, ma- cutting and sewing her own Facts. shit. In fact, at, at, the, at the live event, didn't you do that yeah. out? Like, you made that outfit. Yeah, I was that was wearing, fire. I made the dress. Yeah. Fire. I, it's just, you know, sometimes it's I don't find what I like, so yeah. I just yeah. rather make it. Do you, do you, so... How does it work? Like, do you just you kind of like go and find a fabric? Yeah, I go find a fabric and then I just cut it up and sew yeah. it. God, to be able to cut and sew, Fire. man. So yeah. you're there with the sewing machine and shit. Yeah, like cutting yeah, it with the scissors fine. and yep. doing all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, create yeah. the pattern. I mean, I already have patterns for everything that I need. Mm-hmm. So I just cut the fabric into it and then just sew. It's fine. Do you ever like make it, wear it, and be like, eh, and then just like give it to your homegirl? Not yet. Yeah. Um, eventually, I want to create my own collection. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, but. That takes time yeah, and right. money yeah. and time. Um, and I want to do it. Um, but I think right now what I'm going to do is just brand myself while wearing my own clothes. There you yeah. go. You That's know what right. I mean? And then just build that up. And then yeah. when the time is right, just do a full collection. Because, you know, what you I got to lead up to it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and I just feel like... You know, when you're trying to sell something, you got to do it the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you got to sell the right product. You got to make sure you price it accordingly. And you got to make sure that you have, like, the audience that's actually going to buy that. Yeah, exactly. You know, mm-hmm. so. And I have a lot of male followers. Yeah. So hopefully you guys can buy something for your girlfriends or your sisters that's or your mothers. That's what I'm saying. Or you can wear it for yourself if <laughs> you're into you that can, stuff. You can yeah. design stuff for men, too. Y- yeah. yeah. Which I want to do. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I used to work in men's fashion, and I um I had some partners where we uh did some uh, samples, some men's mm-hmm. samples, but we never took it to production because right. it was just like some behind the scenes shit that. But men can still get the hoodie, though, right? Yeah, the, the hoodie you have. Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely want to also do men's you know designs just because yeah. I love it. I just like doing fly. Well, you know, shit. every every everything is like pretty much yeah. unisex at the end I'll of the day. I'll see a anyway. fabric, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like I choose fabrics quick. Like I went to the fabric store you yesterday and I found something. I was like, oh, I'm gonna grab that. Yeah, mm, so, you know what you want. I love it, man. Yeah, I like making my own shit. So you're like yeah. a kid in a play store when you go to the fabric yeah. store, right? And I want, like, I'm gonna make shit for people. Like yep. just, just one offs. Like yo, here, just wear it. Yeah. You know, start exactly. promoting my shit. Exactly. So I'm excited. Yeah, you gotta lead up to it, and that's. I'm glad you mentioned that because me and Atlas were in the green room, the B room, whatever you want to call it. We were talking a little bit about the um, about crews and just everything, and um, we were we were basically talking about like the conversation led to, you know, why certain people will buy shit. So like for you, you for instance, perfection. Like why? What gives someone the um, desire to? want to buy your clothing or mm-hmm. want to you know uh, partake in whatever it is you're providing right and you know one kind of word that i've been like throwing around lately and, and i've been doing a lot of research on on this kind of stuff but like i think the the word to to put there would be trust right like mm-hmm. you have like these consumers that trust your brand enough to want to support you mm-hmm. um and to feel good about your product mm-hmm. like you know the, you want them to feel good to wear the clothing that you designed Mm -hmm. right or like buy a beat from you Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and so i think that's just like true across the board Mm -hmm. you know just like uh, what can we do to gain trust from people that uh, could enjoy and use whatever service we're providing and that's really the end of the conversation right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. did you guys see that instagram post i put up today which one? Uh, it was earlier today about I know I'd be posting like five times a day but um, it, it was about basically like branding yourself and putting music out as a as an artist or music producer you put music out and you basically focus on only the people that support you right um, which is uh, we talked about this a mm-hmm. couple episodes ago um, but I think it's like super important to talk about because you know I basically made a post saying like Michael Jackson Bob Marley, Stevie Wonder, they all have haters. They all have people that don't like their music. Mm-hmm. And they're some of the you know greatest musicians of all time. And so somewhere along the line, I'm like questioning where, where did we become brainwashed to think that we have to appeal to everyone? I think that happens in school. It might be school. Like, like I have literally, an opinion about school too. Yeah, like way, when, but. I mean, like to me, you know, I think about the only time I really get anxiety. I don't, and I don't get anxiety like that. I'm, you know, I could thank God, you know, because yeah. I know there's people that do. Um, but like, if I think about the most awkward times in my life where I was like kind of stressing out about, you know, whether it's the way I looked, the way I, anything, mm-hmm. was like middle school, yeah. freshman year, school. high school. Yeah. You know, started feeling maybe a little bit in, in elementary school, but. For me, I think it kind of it starts when you're just around other kids and other people, right. and then you just see how 
fucked up they are like yeah. they're so mean like yo yeah. kids are so like it's crazy the way they talk to kids each other kids are fucking mean yeah I agree mm-hmm. with that I think it mm-hmm. definitely starts in school because yeah. that's when you start to think you know you want to be a people pleaser and you're yeah. worried about what people think of you and mm-hmm. how to not look stupid or yep. how to yeah. be the cool guy and then it just grows from there because then you're always around a different group of people then it goes to your job where mm-hmm. you work Right. You know, and being a people pleaser and trying to be like cooler than this person or as cool. Right. And then not to mention fucking the internet. Yep. And the internet. Oh, and, with the trolling. And, and the bullying and trolling yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like you and that's like really hard for for a creative. Because it's like you create this like piece of art and you put it out. And you're going to get some people that are going to like it and they're going to tell you about it. And then you're going to get people that are just going to shit on you. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it kind of takes us back to like grade school. Like, Dude. fuck, I'm that kid <laughs> again. Right. Yo, Isn't that fucked up? Yo, you know what? I, I think I mentioned this in one other episode, but I did it one time and one time only, and I'll never do it again. Um, when we started putting the episodes on YouTube, Mm-hmm. One day, randomly, I was like, oh, let me just go and let me just like, and I really, I didn't never watch the episodes or listen to them, honestly. I never go back. I just do it. I let it go. And then it is what it is. Um, but I was like, let me, let me just go see what's going on on YouTube. Let me just go see. Literally 30 seconds. I go to YouTube. I scroll down. Somebody said one thing about me. You know, it was, it was stupid. It was yeah. whatever. But like, it hurt me a little bit. And then I'm like. Dude, you made it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. like when you get to the point where they're like hating on you on YouTube, it's like, all right, you're doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Like, because exactly. once you start getting the hate, then you're breaking through to more and more people. And ill, just like yep. you said, we cannot please everyone. Yeah, no. exactly. You cannot. So when yeah. you start getting the hate, it's normal. It's cool. Just let it. Just let it go. It's okay. Somebody you, has to hate you. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. I mean, and and that's why I reference the biggest artists of all time, like. Mm-hmm. Stevie Wonder. I mean, what is there to hate about that guy? There's people out there that do, right? Maybe they dislike their music, which is fine. Everyone has their own taste. Not soulful enough or mm-hmm. boring. I don't understand that. But um, you're gonna get that. So I think, I think that's a really important like um, thing for us as creatives to just like remind ourselves about. Because I think we all go through that where we're making a beat or we, we make a song with someone. <laughs> Can I wrap that, Josh? Mm-hmm. We make a song with someone. And we're afraid to put it out because we think that people aren't going to like it. Mm-hmm. Of course, people aren't going to like it. Right. But there's also going to be people that are going to love it. Glam. You know? Glam Glam's in the, the building. building. <laughs> After a rough ride, she's here. She's... She don't let no rain no, stop her. Nah, Glam, Glam ain't playing. Comfy, Glam. Glam come from D.C. What's yeah. up? I like the hair. Hold on, let me get yourself together. Go vent. Just really quick. I just want to make sure that I get this right. Yeah. Manjeet, you're a bitch. Oh. Lift, handle him. Manjeet from Lift. What the fuck did this guy do? He looked at me while I was waiting in the rain and canceled the ride. And then he drove off as I waved him down. And he looked at me again and kept driving. Oh, oh man. man! What a yeah. piece of shit! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, 
What's his name? Manjeet. Manjeet from Lyft. M-A-N-G-E-E-T. Make sure you give him zero stars and don't accept his ride, please. <laughs> I texted that's, him and I called bullshit. him a weak bitch. Mm. I said he was a weak bitch. That's that bullshit right there. Yeah. That's that bullshit That made right you feel there. better, right? Yeah, I had to get, get something. Feel good? Out. Nice. Like, you are running in the Listen, rain. Tell him like, how you really feel, though. First, I had to. I first of all, that's like extremely disturbing what he did, number mm-hmm. one. Number yeah. two... And in this we, weather too. You you are this is you are providing a service. You're a driver, right? Yeah. I I personally have a thing against people that are expected to do a job and they do shit like that or mm-hmm. are very it's like uh, you know, leaving like a negative review on Yelp. Pretty right. much. Right. But that stuff works. Oh, oh yeah. You don't 100%. want motherfuckers, you know, like, I wish like that, what he did should affect yes. the food on yeah. should. I wish yeah. I wish you can definitely I wish they had that the the Comment. option for you to like rate a driver that can't do because that happened to me the other day. I was in my boyfriend's <clears> house and I'm like waiting for an Uber to get home to go home and you know it says like six minutes. I'm You're like right. right. And I told him I'm like twelve. Yeah. Right. It took more than 15 minutes almost no. 20 and I see him going around in circles going the opposite direction going around going around going around no. and then he went the complete opposite direction <clears throat> again and I'm like I call you him I'm like you need to be like, penalized I call him I'm like and that was the day where it was like zero degrees oh yeah I'm like yeah, dude yeah, yeah. where are you like I have to be somewhere yeah it's at six minutes it's been 20 and then he's like he had an attitude he's like oh well the person that I had to drop off you nah. know gave me the wrong address I'm like but it didn't it didn't even show me that you had to drop off because right. you know Uber shows, it shows you like yeah, dropping, dropping off, off here yeah yeah I'm yeah. like it didn't even show me you had to drop nah. off he's like He's like, well, I'm on my way. Do you still want me to pick you up or not? I'm like, don't give me no fucking attitude. Right. Oh, like, yeah, I'm not no, going to get in the mm. car with you. And, and then, then he canceled yeah. the ride. I'm like, you lucky you canceled the ride. No. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to be a hostile car yeah, drive. Not even yeah. hostile. I would have just told just you about energy, yourself yeah. and then they move on. And I think yeah. he saw it in my face. Like, And I thought about it. I was like, if I got in this car, it's going to be awkward yeah. the yeah. whole time. I'm gonna be Probably better I think off. also, too, these companies don't really screen effectively. Mm. Yeah. Like, anyone could just Not sign really. up. You could, you could be a fucking Uber driver. Anybody uh, could. Piece of sure shit. It's gonna From, yeah, but if you have a car, right. if you have a car and a driver's license, you can apply. Mm. You know what's the one thing with the cabs that drive me nuts? That's why I don't even really take yellow cabs anymore. Mm. When when you pull the cab over and he pulls up right next to you, Rosa, and he goes, where you going? Yeah. I'm like, bro, don't matter. They're Let me get in to. the car. I'll tell you where They're I'm going, and then you go there. I'm not going that way. I'm not going no. to Brooklyn. Oh, I've had, oh, I've had Uber, Uber rides. Like, sometimes it don't tell you where... It don't tell them where they're taking you until they pick you up. Uh-huh. And I live uptown. So sometimes uh-huh. I'm like, oh, uh-huh. uptown. Well, guess what, guys? Wow. And I'm like... I shouldn't, be, I shouldn't be hearing you complain. complain. Right, exactly. Yeah. Don't be an Uber driver. There goes our Uber sponsorship. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uber. Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck Lyft, actually. Yeah, fuck. Lyft is so expensive. They're These talking guys, about discounts. Guys. tripping a little bit. Yeah, they're trying to fake tripping. it. I'm going with Via. I've been using Via a lot. I don't know about what Via. What is that? I say Juno. Let's Via? Via is like, um, you can do you can do like the... Well, you're in the city, right? Yeah. So I think Via is only in the city. I think oh, Via's is out it? here, because but I just don't know how to use it. No, it's the same. It's just it's like, the it's thing. the same thing. Like you can do just you. It's a little bit more money, but it, no, but they pick you up in like the Mercedes van and then you could like, it's almost, you could pool if you want. Mm. Is it the same price point? They're, they're all higher. about the same. I think it's actually a little bit cheaper. I think Lyft is, is the most expensive. I've yeah. seen Lyft be yeah. $15 Out here I've seen more. Lyft being cheaper yeah. really yeah. yeah some people say it's uber so for me it's been listen lit. speaking of apps uh have you guys heard of gopuff 
No, um, what's that? Aha. I promise they're not sponsoring us yet. Um, GoPuff is an app. It's kind of like um, Postmates, mm. but it's all like deli snacks. And they oh. and you can you can order like a lollipop and they'll come deliver it. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's literally <laughs> all junk food. Right? Oh, I don't need junk food really, right. honestly. Yeah. But if you're into this shit, um, it and, and it knows like your address. I was I did this in Atlanta. That's why I have it's Atlanta in here. But like you can just type your address in and then or GPS and then it'll show you what's in the area and it you know medicine. Um, Fucking cleaning products, cereal, candy. So what? it's like deli stuff. Like everyday shit. Go puff. Go puff, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Go puff, you need to sponsor. Sounds like we a power you. puff, girl. Power puff, yeah. Go puff. Um, anyway, speaking, not speaking of go puff, whatever, we'll switch it up. Um, I've been getting a lot of, uh, a lot of questions. I, I don't remember if we talked about this the last episode, but. Um, we getting a lot of people wondering how the Dreamville sessions went. Yep. I will, um, yep. So we want to talk about it a little bit. But before we do that, um, let me just play this little snippet because this shit is fucking phenomenal to me. Super hard. Oh my god. Niggas been counting me out. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying. The fake ones is lit. The game is off balance. I'm back on my shit. The Bentley is dirty. My sneakers is dirty. But that's how I like it. You all on my dick. I'm all in my bag. It's hard as it get. I do not store powder. I might take a sip. I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable. All right, Cole. Talk your shit. Mm. Oh my God. All right, El. So how was it? God. How was it? Talk to us. How was First it? First of all, um, no, it was cool, man. Um, you know, uh, people want to know like what it was like in there and and what could come about from those sessions. And I'll be honest, like I don't. There's this kind of like perception of what people think will happen or what happens. And what I can say from being there, it was ten days. I was there for three days, and. I would say that it was really just a, a, first of all, Tree Sound Studios is like two or three floors and there's like multiple rooms. So you can easily fit more than a hundred people at any given time. The experience was, imagine a hundred to 200 creative people in one building with limited amounts of places to actually record and do work. So. It was a lot of collaboration happening. You know, producers posted up like in the lounge with their headphones making beats. You know, the first day I was there, um, I had nowhere to go. Like I didn't, there wasn't really any room for me, right? Because all those kind of studios and, and the rooms were taken. So I was really just like walking around saying hi to everyone, hanging out, chopping it up with different people. Um, so, it, you know, overall it was sort of like, part networking part creating but you really if you were in there you had to really like take initiative and you had to know someone in there you couldn't just walk in there and say oh hey Ilmine all right cool you're gonna be in room number three working with Kaz and it wasn't like that and I think that's what people think was happening which it wasn't so Mm -hmm. you know I I think overall it was uh it was a super amazing experience if you were there though you really had to get on your shit yeah. Right, we were talking about the earlier ad. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. you know, if you got that little yellow f- invite flyer, um, you may have gotten in the building, but it wasn't, it didn't mean that you were in the rooms, mm-hmm. you know. So, I saw a lot of guys sort of um, kind of not knowing what to do, they were kind of there, like, all right, 
I'm kind of floating. I want to play some beats for this person. And you you don't really sort of have access to these people. Mm -hmm. So it was really a case of knowing the right people and getting there at the right during the right days and yeah. kind of almost some of it was like right place right time mm -hmm. type thing mm -hmm. you know because on day one it was like you know everyone was there it was Wale it was Ross and then by day number four you know it was kind of locked in private rooms and you just kind of had to go there and make right. beats and not mm -hmm. really do anything you mm -hmm. know so very random uh, but very very dope in terms of Get in there and eat what you kill. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my boy um, K Quick was there. K yeah, I didn't he even see with, him. He works with Boz. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me, he was like, it was very <clears throat> like, you had to just get on your shit. Like, so, even some of the artists he was saying, yep. would, like, walk in a room and, like, would be like, I got something for that. Let me hop on that. Mm -hmm. Just because if you didn't, you, you wouldn't getting get out of an opportunity. And he was saying that a lot of people were, like, creating from scratch. Like, yep. that was the vibe. Like, some people went to play beats, and mm -hmm. they were like, eh, it's not really like that. Yeah. So he, he was telling me that it was, like, insane. It was, like, people creating everywhere, setting up speakers everywhere, yep. in different corners. In the bathroom, but, in the lounge. Yeah. yeah. But you really had to, like, take advantage and initiative. Not yeah. Like, nobody was going to come to you like, hey, yeah. you had to... Exactly. Which is crazy. Yeah. But it's that's crazy. a dope experience. Yeah, really dope experience. I think, you know, the, it's just going to hype up the album even that much more. But I, I'm really excited and curious to see um, how the album, you know, turns out. And none of us really know whether or not we're on it. <laughs> you know, we're just making music and we just made music and now we just have to see what happens. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, but uh, shout to Dreamville, shout to shout to Cole dropping this single, um, and I, I just want to give a special shout out as well to my guy T Minus mm. for producing producing that Cole record, Middle Child. Um, T Minus is a workhorse. I was in there at those Dreamville sessions, and he was literally in the room with Cole the whole time. Wow. It was just there, you know, and and he would uh, he would pop out every once in a while. I was in the room next to him, mm -hmm. and he would just come come by and be like hey what are you you know what are you working on what are you doing and i'm like what are you working on motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> you know and then like he goes into his room and then a couple hours later he comes back out it's like 2 a.m he's like yeah i just made like 80 beats i'm like fuck you t-minus <laughs> you know so it was, it was like very much competition healthy competition but i don't even want to say competition it was more so like us like pushing each other right because right. you have you know you have tea in the room yeah. with cole mm -hmm. you know you have honorable sino and mm -hmm. cardiac making some fire mm -hmm. i was in the third room and cardiac and sino were in there with bj the chicago kid doing some shit and it sounded so crazy like insane mm -hmm. like crazy i had to stop what i was doing and i had to walk in there and be like yo what are you guys working but on? now it's like they made like 120 songs yeah. So yeah. now you gotta like narrow. And you know, it. albums hey, are only what good, 15 to 20. That's a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, that's a good feeling to have that much music and just cut down. Like it, it just lets all the other like great <clears throat> songs or singles or whatever the hell. Like it just makes right. it stand out that much more because there's a big number. Right. Mm -hmm. Let me let me ask you guys something because you know even though well, I mean you know I when I went I, I got, you know I know them so it was like it wasn't it was a little different for me but if if you guys individually were sort of given that opportunity to go to these Dreamville sessions knowing that it was sort of like an eat what you kill um, environment mm 
what would what would you guys do like individually like how would you approach the situation maybe like kind of finagling your way into certain rooms or, or standing back and maybe just creating like what what would, I would you have do? definitely been a, a fly on the wall at I first say, to yeah. kind of like read you the situation kind of people. Yep. you know introduce myself like of course introduce myself to everyone yeah because I know once I walk in the room, <clears throat> everyone's going to be like, okay, who's this? Yeah, because right. technically we're girls, too. Right. Yeah. And I, don't, I didn't picture that many girls in there, yeah. right. like, just talking about But I will home. say, they I were will females, say, though, yeah. right? If you like guys, singers, yeah, there were. Right? I didn't see any, I didn't, I mean, maybe they were there, but I personally <laughs> didn't see any female producers. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any any female, like, producers, like, making beats or right. like, playing beats. One the girl was there. I, I See, I, was, I wasn't I was there the day she was there, mm. which sucks, because I really <laughs> wanted to hang out with her, but um, I think it would be, like, if you guys walked in those rooms and, like, played your shit, like, yeah. I, I personally think people would be like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I feel like any room that I walk in, my presence is like, okay, who's yeah. this person? Yeah. Along with, oh, like, yeah. obviously yeah. being a pretty girl. I would, yeah. come, like, I would come through looking fly as fuck, yeah, though. Yeah, sure. I'll come yeah. in, like, like confident as fuck, like, hello, like, everyone. Mm-hmm. And then just, just play your shit. Yeah. Swaggy. Or I just, yeah. I just <laughs> wait because it's like people are eventually going to be like, oh, so what do you do? You say, oh, no, yeah, I, I make beats. Yeah. yeah. Be like, you know what? Shit. Man, Don't talk to me. Listen to this. Plug up a monitor in the fucking hallway where everybody is. That's what people are doing. And just rap. Okay, that's who, what a couple guys were doing. Who wanted? There was a. And there was I got actually, this beat right here. <laughs> there's in the kitchen. Uh, there's like this big, huge kitchen and a huge lounge. It was like this. It's like the middle of the whole studio, and literally, you know, there were every day there were guys. Like, I don't know, um, you know, if they were getting in rooms or not, but they were there. There was producers and artists, and they were literally making beats, playing their shit like really loud so that hopefully someone could hear. Mm. So it, it turned into like these little stations. Oh. Where it was like okay. Yeah. I'd definitely be in, I'll be in each station in each room and just like being a fly on the wall yeah. first yeah. and then like just connecting with someone and then just giving my opinion and yeah. then being like, yeah. I already know if you guys were there. Or like, let me add a hi-hat on that real quick. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh, you if, know if you guys means. were there and like hit play, people, th- people yeah. would be like, oh, okay, what, wait, what? Atlas, I want to ask you, yes, sir. since you're, you're this master salesman too. Yes, sir. Um, what would you do in that situation? Like, I, I mean, obviously, you know, you know some people there. Cause mm-hmm. You know Matt, you know mm-hmm. me, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, mm-hmm. w- how would you approach it day one? What would you do? Honestly, I'd find out <laughs> I'd find out when Matt was getting there. Literally, you know, money-making Matt is the yep. A&R Dreamville. He's the homie. I would hit him and yeah. just be like, yo, when are you pulling up? And if he says he's going to be there at 5 o'clock, I'm pulling up 445. And I'm going to be outside waiting for him to come in. And then... Uh, you know the way I the way I do it is I you know kind of be quiet in the beginning, just kind of listening and and kind of see kind of what Matt's working on because you know um, Matt's plugging everyone together. I think he was handling the producers, yeah. right? Yep. Um, and I'd also find out who like the, the producers either if either I know them personally um, or if I don't know them, I know who they are. So I'd be trying to figure out who their point person is, like. Okay, you know, I mean, I can talk to them too, but like, all right, he's here. He's probably might be here with his manager, with his, I don't know, someone who's his homie, his videographer. I'm probably not videographer, but mm-hmm. find out who, who's part of which team. Yeah, and then I would just prioritize, prioritize. Like, all right, all right, there's five different, you know, teams here, squads. Obviously, I want to mingle with all of them, but like, 
let me pin you know if I had to prioritize okay I'm gonna go with you know these three or right. four guys and you know kind of kick it with them as much as I can and then you know still meeting everybody too at the same time and getting as many contacts as I could yeah literally whether it's Instagram to me is like getting someone's phone number because you can just DM them whenever they want you yeah. know what I mean so if I get the Instagram that's like getting someone's you know phone that's number that's true I think mo- more people now are more open to like communicating on Instagram yeah because if 100%. you don't feel violated exactly you know what I mean like it feels private yeah enough. but I think also it's the easiest way to like connect Conne- with someone hello right. yeah. that's right. what I'm gonna say it's, it's easy for that because especially for a girl because mm-hmm. you're just like oh yeah this is my Instagram because a guy's gonna ask you if you're on Instagram anyway, right. so yeah, it, that's more valid than a number exactly. to anybody right now. Like right. You're, you, you, you got an Instagram. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. I'm gonna tell you guys exactly. a funny story. Yeah, please. So one of my friends, he was telling me that one of his homeboys, like they were all out, and he met a girl, and like, I guess the girl was kind of into the guy, and he's like that his homie dropped the ball because he was like, yeah, DM me, and the girl was like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. DM me. But she looked at it like <clears throat> I'm trying like I'm like trying to I'm get trying you to like get a number. number. Right. And then cuz I guess he just got verified or some shit. Oh, so see yeah, they try to pull like, that. He yeah, DM me and then my homie was like, "Bro, like you lost listen, that." <laughs> listen, what you get But that's true though. People would really Yeah. Do that. But I do Yo, that I I got a funny too. story about I that. I do that actually. when I don't want to give somebody my number. Yo. I'm like, "Yeah, follow me." Yo, Hit I got me. you can use it to your advantage. Yo, I hun- exactly. I was that when we were on tour for the human tour and like Mind you, this was 2015. Right, 2015, and me and Joel, oh, you know, we'd be out, you know, like at the bar or something, or like, you know, getting brunch or something like that, and we would hang out, and you know, and like, it was interesting to see when people saw Joel who didn't know who he was, and then after they realized who he was, the way they were just looking at him differently. Yeah. So one thing was, so um, we were on uh, Twitter. He was like. Uh, they were like, oh, what's your Twitter? So, you know, I give him my Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, what's your Twitter? And he gives them them. And then they look and he has like a quarter of a million Twitter followers. And they're like, so what do you do? Yeah, that was literally course. what the next question every single time. So what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm in a rap group with Eminem. You know, and they're yeah. just like, oh. And then all of a sudden, like the whole night's Jeez. different. Yeah. Not just the way they're engaging with us now is like yeah. completely different. And, you know, and, and it was kind of kind of, honestly, it's kind of corny. It's kind of whack. Yeah. If he didn't have those followers, they would have been like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, if he exactly. had like 236 followers, yeah. they would have been like, oh, okay, great. Yeah. No, that's why, that's why when I get it, I just fuck with people. Like, I, if I meet someone new, I literally don't say shit. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Just like, hey, yeah, you know, I'm, I don't know. I don't really do. Right. And then they ask me for my Instagram and, and I like, give it to oh. them. Mm-hmm. And then, yo, yo, Sean. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do that a lot too. Yo, Sean. So, I mean, yeah, I do that a lot too. Yeah, because yeah. I'll look at you, like I, I've had people follow me and then like, oh, you, oh, you lit. They're like, oh, what do you mean? Like, oh, you, that's, you that's once they see you, yeah. They like, look oh. at the number. Oh, you lit lit. Yeah, oh, you lit lit. Oh, you lit lit. Oh, that's hilarious. Okay. I know what you're talking about. That, that's, that's my least favorite. That. Okay. 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 <laughs> like, come on, man. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but social media is the new resume. It is. So. Yeah. It is. Well, and also, on the, we're obviously partially joking, but you can't also, like, blame someone for not knowing too and that 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 also equally annoys me too when like you know and this happened to me a few times it happened at dreamfield at the the studio actually i'm not going to say who but you know i've met a few people and they sort of like expected me to know 
who they yeah. are. Yeah. Oh. And a few times, like I knew the name, I just never you know met face. you, so I yeah. didn't recognize. Oh my god! <clears throat> and uh, you know, I treat treat everyone like hum- we're human. Mm-hmm. It's all human beings, right? right. Like, um, and it was just human. It was just okay, cool. But I guess maybe they were expecting me to be more sort of like oh shit mm-hmm. but it was just like yo like i'm a dude you're a dude what's like Such what's a, up man much man. love i mean and, and you know and, and they were offended by it and so yeah. i don't know i i, I that kind of hurts me a little the interaction bit. between you guys you think um no it was all good at the end of the day but i just didn't know at first and maybe he kind of thought that i knew I didn't know. I, no, that. like I don't know everything. We so I say I have to say like we can't expect everyone to know mm-hmm. who we are. Yeah, everything. It's like whatever. No, but it's I, not you know, deal. but I feel like if someone feels that way, that's just like way too arrogant for me. It might be way too arrogant for be. me. Like you I can't have walk to know around. who the fuck you are. I don't give a shit who the fuck you are. Right. You know what I mean? Like, listen, when Jay, when Jay, be, when when Jay be meeting people, the first thing he says is, "Hey, I'm Jay." He, right. he literally says, "Hi, I'm Jay." Right. Like. Like, like if they don't know who he is. Yeah, exactly, right. yeah. But that's humble. I mean, like, people, n- not all the time, but usually when you're that successful, you're, a lot of them are, like, you know, pretty humble, regular people. Right. Don't get me wrong. You got the douchebags, too, that are out there. There's no question about it. But for the most part, they're chill, just like regular right. regular yeah. people. Yeah. Now, the ones who I think are really f- fucked up are the ones who were stars when they were kids. Right. And continue like literally like they didn't have a childhood because as a child they were famous. Right. They you know what I'm saying? They weren't granted that opportunity. And to... and continue to be not just kid star and then you don't hear from them around. I mean like like Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. He's a kid star. Like he was signed when he was twelve, I think mm-hmm. he was signed. And he's been huge his you know, right. his whole career. You, you know, know there's a saying? rumor out there that he can see. Hey, my mom met him and she swears like that, that she motherfucker said, can see she Are said, you serious? She said I don't she know. met him and he said <laughs> something and she was like, I swore he was looking right at me. I swore <laughs> to God. This whole time he, you guys are terrible. Seen, I don't like know. I'm not gonna lie, I did see a picture of him. Something I saw somebody like holding a phone with him like this and he was looking at it. And I was like, Did you see his tweet the other day? Damn, I wish I screenshot it. That tweeted. was so funny. Even if he can't see, he's still the goat. He's still honestly the goat. Like, if we found out, if he confessed that he can see the whole time, I don't Yo. think people would, would care. Yeah. People like, I knew I'd it. Like, I would be like, I, all right, I dude. You know, as a, a kid, bit. I thought Stevie like, Wonder just right. had stylish ass glasses. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know he was blind. Oh, he's tweeted, which I find kind of. Funny. He's still the goat, though. But you know, he said, "In the spirit of Dr. King, can we open our eyes, hearts, and borders?" Hmm. I found that kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, open our eyes. Can we open Why our you eyes? Why do you say that? <laughs> Why do you do that? Kind of funny. I don't, how, does he know, how does he know what eyes look like? You know? Right. <laughs> Maybe That's he's... Crazy. There's some people that are like not fully... Well, like he's legally blind. Right. But there's people that like... Could see it's a cloudy, cloudy and yet. they can make up, make right. out something. Listen, but then I don't there's know. people that are legally blind. That's but he just walks me. around with the stick, doesn't it? Yeah, does that's just me. If if he confessed that he can see, I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be right. like, Steve, you go, man. Did you see? Steve, I don't um, know. I'd feel kind of weird go. about. I'd be like, damn, you had us no. this whole time. Yes, Steve, thought, like, what if he was marketing. blind and then all of a sudden he wasn't blind? That's marketing. Be what if that happened? What if that was a thing? Think about it. He has enough money. To like well, that not would be, be cool. blind. So what if it was that a thing cool. where he came into some sort of come up, yeah. but then it's like, damn, do you? What if he's at the peak of his career? What if this is like, 
I don't know, Machete or more like fucking days. And I he's like, damn, I don't I just know if though. I should do I that. Just, I think that would be a moment. If that would he came be cool. Was like, I can that would see. be cool. I can you know, see. No, like, I don't know. You know, with I all respect, this. I respect the mystique. I'd say keep it. You know, with all this cancel, cancel culture fucking bullshit happening, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, how how bad of a person can you be to like cancel Stevie Wonder right. no. for you have like to be 13. for for having sight? Vision. Like, you have to be thirteen. Like, all right, Stevie, like, oh you my can god, see now. Stevie Wonder oh, tweeted in twenty twelve. Yo, like, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, Stevie Wonder. Cancel you can, culture you can see is with really your eyes. that's like, like I, real. I, I saw this thing on instagram where suge knight's son said something about, about he's pop. bringing tupac back yeah to i don't even want to go saw there that oh my god know. i don't even know hey there's a lot of fuckery going on right <laughs> now on, on online what if tupac was alive somewhere though i'd be thinking nah. that. i mean clearly <sighs> I it's not it. i don't think it's, so we don't not. think so but like imagine it would some, actually be very scary to see him shit I feel like. from back in the day that that's like history that mm-hmm. we've always been like oh my god this person died or this didn't and happen then they come back yeah. I would be scared. I'm not gonna lie. If I genuinely, if you were, because everyone's like, "Oh my god!" If I saw Pac, I would smoke with him. I would be kind of terrified because it's like this is a person that was dead or pronounced like supposed dead. to be pronounced dead for a long time, and then I'm looking right at him. Yeah, no, like, that would be scary. That's a scary thing. That's scary, scary as hell. And then he's like, "Nah, man, I was just in Cuba." Like, nah, man. But you know what? I feel like, <laughs> and I feel like people. I feel like I could get a lot of flack for this, but I'm just talking, and I really thought mm-hmm. about this. I mean, all artists are like supposed to evolve, and like I feel like a lot of old hip hop heads kind of get down on like the new kids for being like disrespectful, or like they'll be like, "Oh, I don't listen to Pac," or like, "I don't, you know, get Biggie and this and that," and like, "I'm better," you know what I'm saying? And people get really offended by that. But I feel like. With hip hop and how it's supposed to evolve, like we're supposed to be better than like where we came from or where we learned from. But I just feel like how how would Tupac's music or Biggie's music be like today in this state? Mm-hmm. Like I think about that and I'm like, would it be? Would it be better? Would would have we have learned or would it been a thing where like they they got into their forties and they ended up being whack as fuck and then they're mm-hmm. not legends anymore and we don't have that camaraderie for them mm-hmm. so it's like a really strange way strange. of like looking at it you know in that yeah. I started thinking about that recently and I was like I don't know do you think Pac would have bars today I think I think, I think would Big today. would still be an animal and still be like the goat yeah. I think yeah. Pac would have bars today you know why too all of the shit that's going on around the mm-hmm. world yeah he definitely have a mm-hmm. lot of shit to I say also about. If, Pac would, if Pac lived and he was still making music and he never died I think music would be different I think mm-hmm. he his music would have created enough of a chink in the armor into the system where I think life would be different if Pac was alive. Like would mumble mm-hmm. rappers exist? That's, I'm I saying, that's what I'm saying. Would Tupac be on Amigos track is what I'm trying to like think it's what I'm thinking about. It's hard yeah, to it's say. Hard it's to hard, say. hard to even picture, right? Yeah, yeah that's kind of hard to But crazy. you have to think. But you look they're at Jay-Z. In the same, yeah, they're in the same league as Jay. Exactly. And you kind of almost... Our 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 starting point to think about that would be Jay. It would be because so Jay came from that... Coaf. Yeah, you know, track. Right? I could see a Tupac in a yeah. cold track. Jay Z is yeah. the only one that that we kind of have that's alive on that level that yeah. was right. in that era. So yeah. it's right. like everybody would be around his age right now, like but Pun like, and like and that everybody. age demographic. You know, it's a lot of moguls. Right. It's it's, it's Diddy, Nas, yep. Nas, and Jay. You yeah. know. So I think I do believe that Big and Pac would be on on a particular level. A level. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We got a super super special guest today Missouri. here in the building. Um, uh, this guy, man, uh, amazing producer. Um, I met him a couple years ago. We uh, had judged uh, one of those beat battles, uh, and um, just you know, uh, 
the resume is is pretty ridiculous, guys. Um, <laughs> and, and we're really happy and fortunate to have him here in the building. Really want to talk to him about um, the come up and you know what it's like to just be in the game for for a while and still be killing the game and and still maintain relevance and and i think that's a a conversation really worth having so let's give a warm round of applause for my guy reezy renegade in the building i like that hey Hey, he's the first one that did a dance move he's the first one that did it finally hi what's up what's going on no there's not none of that yeah, everyone's usually very bland, it's like, hi, yes, yeah. I'm me. It's How's me. everything going? Yeah. <laughs> Reezy, what's good, man? Happy to be here. Shit, man, you know, moving. I mean, moving. I'm always good. To, you know, I'm always happy to do this stuff and, mm-hmm. um, you know, fighting a little sickness right now, but I'm still Reezy. Yeah. I'm still uh, moving around. We were just talking about that. I had the same shit you had a couple weeks ago, and, and it's terrible, so thank you for pulling nah, through and doing it. It's all good. Um, but, yeah, man, welcome welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we. I just really want to start um, by kind of just introing the the listeners kind of the early days and kind of how you got started in doing this a lot of our listeners are music producers other creatives and stuff like that um so they really want to want to kind of pre- you know help to dissect how you got started so wh- what made you start producing music um well a lot of, i mean i'm classically trained i played trumpet and drums mm-hmm. and French horn. I played mm-hmm. in the Boca Philharmonic. I was second chair of French horn. Dope. And I remember sitting in the concert and I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know? So I yep. just was like, you know, my friend was like, yo, hop on the Fruity Loops. I'm like, Fruity Loops? What the hell is that? Fruity Loops? I opened it and it just came to me. Like, it was quick because I already knew music mm-hmm. and just like opening the piano roll. It's like, it's just, it started this fire in me. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I went, um, I was at FAU my senior year with Chico, with my manager Chico, and I was just like, yo, I wanna do this. Like, let's do this for real. And he's like, shit, I'm with it, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And I remember we just started by just giving everybody locally, like, beats. Mm -hmm. Just take this, take this. And those local artists were, just so happened to be DJ Khaled's artists. Mm. So as I'm and this was that, in Miami, this just is to clarify. Miami. Yeah, yeah, this is Miami. all in Miami. This is like around 2009, 2010. And we just distributing, and they start putting this stuff out. So they start putting it out. All of a sudden, I get a call. Phone ring. I'm in the studio, actually. My phone rings. like, yo, this DJ Khaled. Same <laughs> shit. Same how you would same. hear him say it. Wow. He said it the same way. Yo, I want to I wanna meet with you. You're making a lot of good work with my artists. I'm like, okay cool so I went to the studio with him now at this time I had a partner let's not get it twisted I was mm-hmm. in a group called the Renegades mm-hmm. but I was first of all pause there I just want to do this <laughs> real quick because all you fuckers over there listening that don't know the Renegades and and the, the run you guys had some yeah. shit yeah for sure even we'll get bef- into it yeah even before we signed like we did like big stuff Jeezy mm-hmm. uh, Boozy all those big dudes that you know, we didn't really even know Gucci Mane. Like, mm-hmm. we didn't even really know. Gucci Mane tried to sign us before Khaled. Mm-hmm. But he got locked up, so it kind of just put a nail in that right. coffin. Right. And, uh, you know, Khaled said, yo, let's let's do something. So we just worked. We didn't even sign nothing yet. We were just working. And as we're working, we come up with Welcome to My Hood, which is actually one of yep. the singles. Mm-hmm. We find out, you know, we got a good chemistry. Let's keep working together. And then we signed the We The Best from there. Mm-hmm. Through that whole journey, you know, you know, as a producer, you can, you know, it, it gets hard at first. At first, mm-hmm. it's hard. The money don't come right mm-hmm. away. Yep. The residual mm-hmm. has to build. 
and you know a lot of people couldn't stick with it like my, yep. you know sometimes I, you know my partner couldn't stick with it so I, I kept going right and as I kept going that's when my elevation came right after that exactly and I just kept doing the same thing that I was doing in the renegades but as Reezy mm-hmm. you know? and that's I mean really that's 10,000 really hours yeah and I, there's two things that you just mentioned that I think are important to note the first one is in the early days when you were in Miami <clears throat> And uh, you were handing CDs out, right? Beats and beats, stuff. Yeah, yeah beats. It was BCDs. BCDs, all that stuff. The fact that you were handing them out and sort of like spreading them out and seeing who would be interested. And I'm assuming you were kind of like doing that for free. You weren't like, yeah, no, yo, give me $100 for... Yeah, nobody was thinking about money at this time. Yeah. We mm-hmm. was thinking about, you know, we want to work with this person, this person, and this person. Yeah. And after that happens money's gonna come yep mm-hmm. you know exactly so this right here because we talk about this a lot mm-hmm. on this podcast the, the idea that it's important as a new producer to work with people yeah. you got to mm-hmm. build your catalog up you can't be caught up in all oh, let me you know sell this beat for 100 here 100 here because mm-hmm. you're thinking about money now right so some people want that money up front and but you took the approach which is the approach that i'm a fan of which is work with people for free and, and just get built up your resume right I feel like too is that when you take that route of a hundred dollar a beat two hundred dollars a beat you kind of label yourself like that for the yeah. rest of your mm-hmm. career yeah. mm-hmm. so now we went from zero to ten thousand like that's how you should go like don't worry about the money I think mm-hmm. you just get, <laughs> you, know you what also I'm saying? Like, get used to it yeah. you know like you said you get labeled that but you also get used to like let me do more beats so I can mm-hmm. start selling them each at a hundred or two hundred yeah. versus like let me make good music and connect with people and yeah. see mm-hmm what grows from that yeah and also too i love what you did too i mean you know for lack of better term it's almost like a drug dealer hustle you know what i'm saying where you're just giving out the free samples now they fiend and now they're coming back (laughs) for more right perfect way to put it so i'm sure you had you know like your either your phone number or your email or something on the cds you know everybody just knew call chico call chico (laughs) that's all they knew call chico i love it i like and 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 what i love about that too and this is something we talk about on the podcast all the time is like we get a lot of producers that say, oh, I live in this town and, you know, I just don't know who to find or this, that. And we always say, you have to build locally. Like, you have to build you have your to. buzz. I'm going to tell y'all locally. like this. Mm-hmm. I went to Iceland. I went to all over the world, like different places. And I always find this amazing artist. There's somebody somewhere. Thank you. That's an yep. excuse. Thank you. I could be exactly. in the mountains of Montana. Weezy, thank <laughs> you for yep. saying There's that. Somebody I always say, when, when I hear that, I say, yo, that's a fucking sad excuse. Because no matter where you're at, there's someone out there. Trust to, me. I went to yeah. Iceland a couple months ago, and I seen some Icelandic some rappers absolutely. on nah, the TV. It's, and it's real it's big real. there. Really it's big. It's, it's hip-hop. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's hip-hop oh, yeah. season over there. Yeah. So what was, it, what was it like early on? You know, you said this happened around 2009, right? 2008. Yeah. And I remember 08, 09. That was, that was a funny era for hip-hop because yeah. it was like kind of the, the, the ending of G-Unit. Right. Yeah. And so you really think about like, okay, who's like the who's like ice, mm-hmm. who's like red hot right now. Mm-hmm. And as a producer, your I would assume your first instinct would be, man, I got to get my beats to like Fifty or Jay or whoever. And I'm sure you probably thought that at the same time. But being in Miami and and working with Khaled, I know obviously he was active for a while at that point. You know, you you were focusing more on like his artists and the local guys. Even Do you think that. that decision was a big decision for you? Or? Yeah, it was because just working with his artists put me into the circle. The circle—that's what they call it. Which at that point was, we the best. 
Maybach Music and YMCMB. Mm-hmm. That means if you produce for one, you producing for, oh, for the whole circle. Right. Oh wow! So like just being in We the Best, I re- literally got access to anybody mm-hmm. at that point in my career. Yeah, and I feel like that was like, I guess that was a jackpot because that's a hard thing to get mm-hmm. where you have all those artists doing big things at one time in that one local area. Yeah. And, that's and they all need beats. Yeah, and they all needed beats all the time. I was in the studio every day. What yep. was the time frame be- from when you saw yourself like, I'm not going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm not going to sit here and play these classical instruments. Six months. Six, Six months. months, yeah. Because uh, I was about to graduate. I was about to graduate school, and I was going to go to dental school, and I was just like, no. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, though, how, like, when you look at your past, you're like, I was really going to go to dental school. Yeah, yeah. I mean. And what you do now is completely different. Yeah, I mean, and then for this, the, you know, for the fact that, like, in my life, you know, both my parents, both my parents are doctors. My brother, my mm. younger brother's a doctor. Mm. Wow. And if I'm going to do music, I got to do it the biggest I could do it. Yeah, you got to do it the Because that's a lot to, to right. compete against, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, like. How did your parents feel about it? Now, at first, at first, right? They was like, stay in school. Yeah. They was like, you, <laughs> you're, you're the black seed. Yeah, they yeah. kind of just kind of like didn't really acknowledge it. Now, my mom would be like, oh, my son produced mm-hmm. that song. I, you know, mm-hmm. that song. Yeah. Like, she'll say that now. But before, it was kind of, and it's, I think that's for everybody. Yeah. No matter what you do or who, what your parents mm-hmm. do, they always just want you to be. School is the safer route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, I take risks. So that's the risk I took. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, it wasn't like I was thinking to myself, like, if I fail, I'm going to go back to school. And I, in my head, I was like, nah, I'm going to do this, no and I'm going to put 1,000% right. into it. Mm-hmm. And when I put that 1,000% into it, if I didn't get anything out of it, I'm not good enough. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about, like, you know? like, the choice here. It's like, all right, I'm going to go to school and put... 30 to 40 percent into something I, I don't like yeah. or am I going to put a thousand percent into something I love right. and contribute something real to the world right. as opposed and not taking away from obviously like going mm-hmm. to school and stuff you know that works for some people but I think when you're like creative like when you found that moment of passion th- that you really want to to pursue it it's like nothing can stop you mm-hmm. right there was just always this hunger in music like even when I was playing in classical when I was playing in classical bands like even in wind ensemble and, and all the orchestras like it's like I always just wanted to be the best in there even if right. I, I would practice my trumpet 12 hours a day I wanted to be the best trumpet player yeah. mm-hmm. and I just applied that same thing to making beats what and made producing. you what yeah. made you learn the instruments like because you said your parents were doctors yeah in in, in, in South Florida uh, music is part of the curriculum so mm-hmm. you're kind of like pushed into it where you're like okay whoever doesn't keep going with it they just didn't that wasn't for them and the people who do keep going with it are the, the people right. who really want to do music mm-hmm. so i was one of the people who like just kept going with it from middle school high school college mm-hmm. and even a little bit after college i did some gigs and stuff <coughs> but it's just like you know um like my bad sorry mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so you know even though like that i mean i just knew from there like I wanted to do the music like this and not like that. Classical, you could only get so much out right. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you're just another player. Right. You're yeah. not a trumpet player. 
just another French horn player. Yeah, and just because you can play instruments doesn't also mean that you have the skill and creativity to compose music. Right. And so you having the ability to not only play all these instruments, but to be able to compose dope shit, mm -hmm. that, that you use that to your advantage. Of course, of course. Yeah. And then even still, just like that basic of even knowing like, your 12 scales and stuff that feeds yeah, a lot that into it that makes it easy where you could just mm -hmm. create do melodies right. mm -hmm. and, yeah. being someone that that is classically trained and plays instruments would you do you recommend that upcoming producers learn an instrument and yes can you argue that yeah yes yeah. yes if you learn even just piano or guitar you already level yourself mm -hmm. above yeah. the person who doesn't mm -hmm. yep. You know what I mean? And it's it's good to learn how to read and write music because mm -hmm. there's more in production than just making beats. You right. can go and you could write a movie score. You mm -hmm. could do so much more mm -hmm. things. Like that's stuff that we like I've done already, not just producing hip hop, but done stuff for cartoons, done stuff for movies and different stuff that you the regular producer who just click, 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 right. they don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to do it. And and what what about music theory? How do you feel about oh, that? Oh yeah, music theory is something that I took <clears> from high school all the way to college mm -hmm. so music theory is a big big part of it mm -hmm. like not and I, I hear it a lot to, a lot today in this music like a lot of this stuff is like you know it's it's out of music theory like yeah. it's not mm -hmm. it's not orthodox yeah. at all but right. hey music doesn't have any rules so exactly. what can we say exactly. but at the same time music if you put apply music theory like that yeah yeah. there's it, certain it, rules though you can break them but yeah. I'd feel like you're correct in terms of if you know the rules, yeah, you can break you them. could break them better, mm -hmm. yeah, or right? tweak them, or yeah, yeah, do. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. As opposed to just a bunch of accidents, yeah. where yeah. for every oh that sounds good, yeah, let's keep yeah going. for <laughs> every thirty accidents you might have one jewel, yeah. which is mm -hmm. fine and valid. But if you know the shit, if you know the language, you could really play with it more. Yeah. From the pause, from, pause, from the time, uh, Rizzi, from the time you opened up uh, uh, Fruity Loops, and you were like, oh shit, this is fucking awesome, and you started like doing that route musically how long from that point till like your first like placement like my first placement how many years okay so that was like okay i, uh, I want to say spring of 2009 that's when i figured i'm gonna make music mm -hmm. and probably summer of 2009 is when welcome to my hood came out wow so it was like so, six months fast. Literally yeah, yeah. Was wow it was quick wow so, all right, so let's fast forward after the Khaled stuff. You have this run, um, you know, rocking out as the Renegades for a while, and you kind of veered off on your own thing. Uh, at what point um, did you veer off into your own thing, and what was that transition like, and what were the types of records you were working on at that point? I'll never forget it. I was in the session, I was in Atlanta with Jeezy, mm. and he was like, he was like, oh, someone, one of his partners asked me, like, oh, where your partner at? And Jeezy was like, oh, he got a partner? He was like, I only know him. Like, and at that, that kind of like clicked something in my head at that mm -hmm. point. Cause like, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Then I started going working with French and French told me, I only know you. Same mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I kind of just, But why know, was that? Was it that your partner wasn't he traveling wasn't with you as nah, much? Nah. It, but it wasn't like that we ain't know, like he ain't know. Like mm -hmm. what was going mm -hmm. on? He just stuff. couldn't make the commitment. Yeah, he just couldn't. Like sometimes it would just be like he didn't show up, mm -hmm. right? And then so at the same time, like you know, I carry, I you know, I carry the carry team. For the team. Yeah, I do that. I right. will take it for the team. I don't care. But like when it becomes like months and months at a time, and you concentrating on something else, while I'm putting all these hours right. into that, right? 
Like I was just it makes like, it complicated. yeah, it makes it complicated. So then, like a little bit after that, I started working on um, Starvation two and three with Ace Hood, mm-hmm. and that's Shout when to I, Ace Hood. that's when I did all my solo stuff. That's when mm-hmm. I started with was with Ace Hood, and he was like, Reezy, we just gonna put your name on it because mm-hmm. no, we was in here grinding, we putting your name on it. Right. I remember as soon as that tracklist dropped, my phone, went, yo, what's going on? Mm. I'm like, what you mean? What's going on, bro? Like, Man. we could still work, but this gonna go like this on this project. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he didn't want to take it like that. So Man. did he not Take-part see life. the vision? Like, I know you mentioned sometimes financially it'll be tough. People like not seeing the money come in immediately and things like that. But did he not see the vision? Because you you were already think, working with artists, like for instance, yeah, if, you know, he, you were he was with too. He was too. He he. That's why right, we came together. You, yeah, that's, that's why we I'm came saying, together. But I feel like he got he artists. got that one check and was like, I'm good. Like rather than like, yo, I need a hundred of these. Right. I need to keep going. Like, right. and it's just that was that mentality. Like, yeah. you know, no disrespect to what he's doing or what he do, what he does now. But like, this is my dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's I'm hard. not gonna stop. The motion for no, yeah. and you it's hard in situations yeah. like that. Like you said, when you're carrying the mm-hmm. team, yeah. and mm-hmm. people are used to you carrying the team, that's like the expectation. And then once oh, you yeah. kind of like try, yeah. To and then at one point they thought Chico was my partner in the Renegades. He's my manager, but they thought <laughs> they, they just kept seeing around. us. Yeah, let me, let me they find always out. Us together. Let me find out Chico behind the NPC. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they would come and he would get DMs like, "Yo, I need beats. I'm like, can you make me a beat?" Chico's like, "Oh, I could give my producer can make you a beat, but I just." Manager, like, because they just always saw us together. Mm-hmm. And Chico been around. Yeah, yep. Chico, yep. Be, Chico, Chico been. Around. Shout to, out to Chico. I went to high school, college. Chico's yeah. known Chico me for the vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny he because saw it. he saw it for because real. Chico, I want to ask you a quick question. You don't have to jump on the mic or anything, but prior to managing Reezy, did you have like any management uh, background at all before that? Uh, we had a label. Label. Like a label right. I love that. See, so we. That's another thing we talk about on this podcast a lot. Is like. We get this question like, where do I find a manager? Where do I find my team? My team, and, and we always say like, from at least my experience and people I talk to, like you guys, it's like a lot of times the people that work with you are people that you've known for a long time, and as long as they they believe in your music, they don't have to be like the biggest, right. you know, executive at that time. You got y'all just grow together. And I feel like too, know? like us starting that little label at, at school, like it let it let everybody like fit into their place as far as mm-hmm. like what they were supposed to do. Because mm-hmm. Chico ain't know like he didn't know I was he was gonna be a manager. He just knew like okay, I know how to speak. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Let me speak for you. Mm-hmm. That's it. He didn't know that that was the label. It was called ma- manager. But he just said, let me speak for you. I said, okay, yeah, let's do it like that. Because I, I just want to make music. I don't even yeah. want to talk to nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Reezy, being, uh, being that you've been in, uh, you know, at this time, at this point, enough studio sessions, you're a musician, producer. Another, another sort of cre- curiosity with upcoming producers is, okay, I'm an upcoming producer. I get this big opportunity to, let's say, get in the studio with uh, Drake, we'll say, right? And it's my first time in the studio with Drake. And they invited me, so I get in there. What can I expect and what would be sort of like the proper way for me to kind of approach the scenario? Being in the studio with a big artist, the so what, is, what are things that you apply for the yourself? The first time is I just, you know, I just try to, you know, open up, be myself and then cause you know, music is about the vibe. Like, yeah. You gotta get the vibe right first. All right, then let's make something good. My first time, some artists is different. You can't even yeah. apply this to every artist. So like sometimes me and the first day we just we rocking. 
sometimes it take a couple sessions to get rocking. Like me and Fab, we ain't rock until like four sessions after. Mm -hmm. Like Fab ain't say a word in the whole session until like the fourth session. <laughs> then he's probably then he was like, "Oh, yo, what's up?" Like it was like different. Yeah. Like sometimes people gotta warm up to you. Mm -hmm. Yep. But I would just say be yourself and yeah. like you know what I'm saying. Play it cool. Like remember, you're there to do music, nothing else. So mm -hmm. don't yeah. go in there acting crazy, talking about. This is your first time here. And then after that, you start becoming cool with them. You could talk about, talk shit, do whatever mm -hmm. you do. But yeah. remember, go in there and get the job done first mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. let that happen. You know? Also, too, if you're in that room, you were invited for a reason. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to remind yourself mm -hmm. of that, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so after after doing all these records, um, let's, let's kind of fast forward into kind of present day, what you're doing now. Um, you just linked up with the homies East. Yeah, Lanes, yeah. Tory Lanes, hold on. Tory, Tory's out to get fucking yeah. everybody. Everybody, he's coming at everybody. Have you had conversations with Tory about that recently? Well, about how he wants to fucking just come at everybody? Because I think I it's just great. feel like Tory is tired of being like that on that second, that second mm -hmm. yeah. place. He's yeah. he deserves to be a first place. You know why? Because being a musician. He's a musician. He is. Mm -hmm. He knows how to structure songs. He knows how to write songs. He knows how to produce songs. Yep. And, and he knows what he wants. Too, yeah. Because I've been in the studio with him, and he's like, "No, yeah, run that back. Do yep. it like this." Yep. And it's just like with Tori, like he was just like he called me one day, like, "Yo, let's win. Send me whatever you want to send me. Mm -hmm. Let's work. I'm gonna put something on it. Whatever you want to do, let's do it." So then from there on, but I knew Tori from before. Like he was signed to Sean Kingston. He was like mm -hmm. 16 years old. Wow. I knew from like, yep that long ago and I know his, his his peoples and I grew up with his peoples I went to school with them so mm. I just that was an automatic connection and then East with East uh, my lawyer actually got me in with East and then the first time we created phone jumping and that was a chemistry from there and we mm. kept going me and East uh, chemistry is a little bit more straight forward straight edge right. but it's like it's like he know what he want too yeah you know he what does. I'm saying, mm -hmm. and I just feel like just I'm I'm always trying to work where I put the people who I know, not the people, the artists that I know, the best together in what lane I know they could do good on. Okay, Tor, you could do your, you could write a hooks for anybody. Right. You know what I'm saying. So give me a hook. Let's do this for Dave. Dude, easy. Boom. Yep. Came out just like that. Yep. Yep. Amazing. Um. So how much of that are you doing nowadays? Like kind of. You know, obviously you make beats, but being a real producer, putting different people together. I, I feel like I do that now more than ever. Yeah. It's not more so much just sending beats and getting the placement or going in the studio. Now it's more of like, okay, I'm going to Miami to get this verse, and then I'm coming back to New York to record it. Then I'm going to L.A. to get this other verse. That's it. I know what I want on the songs. Mm -hmm. And then once the artist, once you start constructing like that, it's like undeniable. They They want it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't want to have to think like, oh, no. they don't want to do as much work. They need work. direction. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Once you did all the work, the producer come in, they put all the verses in, they're like, okay, yeah, let's go with this. Let's go. This is <laughs> yeah. ready. Let's go. They don't want to work too much. Yeah. yeah. How and that also comes from the Khaled playbook, too. True. That's what comes I'm from. I'm sure you learned a lot from Khaled yeah. and just seeing him in the studio, right, and yeah. just, like, getting what he wants. Yeah. I feel like Khaled always kind of now gets what he wants. Like, if he yeah. wants to work with this artist, he wants these features. He'll make it happen. So about making it happen, how difficult is that for you to do? Like, knowing that you want a specific artist on it, you want a specific verse hook, do you find difficulty in trying to reach out to these people, or is it, um, like, pretty easy for you? It, it depends. Like, I literally have, like, you know, humbly saying, like, I've worked with a, like, a lot of 
like artists mainstream so it's like we try to keep this the relationship, relationship through the right. all the years no mm-hmm. matter what oh yo i need you reezy add this to this okay send it boom we make sure we it's good like we mm-hmm. we are timely about it then when it come back around like yo i need this they're like what where are you Got you, you doing this mm-hmm. okay yeah send it like that's just what it is right. like it's just years and years like that doesn't come out the gate where you can just call or email like yo yeah. i need this i need this verse yeah. they're gonna be like okay you gotta kind of build it up to that where it's like the years of like kind of just playing beats and letting the artists do their thing mm-hmm. came yeah. to let me do Trusting my thing you, yeah. Right? yeah yeah exactly they yeah. trust they start to trust you over yeah. the years and it's like you know what if he asks me for a verse i'm gonna do it yeah mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. shit like that i like that um speaking of cal i want to go back to that too um what are do you have like maybe one or two things that you sort of t- took away and kind of learn from Khaled because Khaled seems to really be this like mastermind kind of executor in the studio and he is a producer in his own right but what are some things you learned from that experience working with him I remember I remember the, when I came in there I played him like 20 beats this is like two years into my contract and he was like he was like Reezy you're good but he was like if it don't sound like all of these and it was the billboard chart mm-hmm. if it ain't better than these don't play it for me anymore <laughs> That's great. and I was like oh <laughs> shit and I was like damn like, I, I still you? knew I was no because as, yeah. as a musician I've taken way more way level. worse way worse I've right. taken way from classical teachers to uh, conductors they're way worse they'll throw stuff at you that's way worse trombone on your head so I knew how to do it and I feel like he didn't he thought I was gonna take it bad but I was like alright so I went into the next room and just started working again yep. came back and he was like this is what the fuck I'm talking about and that's it he and had to light it. the fire yeah and See, that's it and with him I just learned like yo structure the songs like don't be satisfied with the mix until the very 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 end mm-hmm. know what you want it to sound like and make sure it sounds like that you know what I mean and he you know he's very meticulous about everything that he does you know mm-hmm. right are you um, also engineering too like tracking actual yeah. vocals too yeah now I am now I'm mm-hmm. tracking I'm, anything I need to do to get the record done mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. doing it Right. I don't care. I don't need nobody. There's no engineers, mm-hmm. nothing. I come in there. All right, send me the verse, whatever. I'll make sure it fits into whatever we're doing right now. Right. Yeah. Are you uh you want FL, right? Yeah, I'm on FL, but I could do Pro Tools, all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't engineer on, on FL, only right. Pro Tools. Only Pro Tools. Yeah. When you're when you're starting a beat, do you are you a melody first guy yeah. or drums first? I'm no. a melody first guy just because like it's like a thousand melodies in my head a day. I'm just always like humming on my phone, like, hmm. Yep. Like, with the yeah. sound recorder. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yo, speaking of that, you know you could record with the iPhone now, and this shit sounds great. Like, I, like uh, my man Infamous told me about this. So, you know, you know Infamous. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, I know. Infamous. So, he'll be in a room with a grand piano in the room, and he'll just whip his phone out and just record on notes on yeah. the phone. And he'll take that audio, rip rip it into the computer, and use it, and it'll sound clean as fuck. Yeah, Worth it. No, I got the now new that joint too. I'm gonna try to do. Yo, it. so on the new joints, you could do that. So all you guys listening, mm. you can record audio in your phone, and it's good it's enough. Fire. Yeah, you can use that shit. And being a musician, you could be at the crib, yeah. just riffing on the. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah, record yeah. it right in. It's, yeah, it's, it's fire. You ever? This is kind of a, a bizarre, not bizarre, but a weird question. But you ever think about? Um, jumping into like the the drum kit sample pack business at all being a musician okay i'm gonna this is funny Mm -hmm. because a lot of people ask me this and the reason why i haven't dropped the drum kit is because 
I'm trying to be that producer whose drum kit is very voltage, meaning like my drums and all that stuff is just like you could only find it there and I, you'll only get it when I release it and mm-hmm. it's gonna be worth that much that when I release it it's that unique right the drums I have like the 808s is from like uh, uh, what's his name Uncle Luke yeah like, stuff like that like that's just through the years it's uh, mastered and mastered to what we have now right that are kind of lost like stuff like that I just right. compile right I compile doc- uh, not just Uncle Luke Dr. Luke Yep. And you know, Khaled stuff like all right. those, those. What sessions. about like sample packs, like melodies and stuff yeah, like that? Definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the game right now. It's like I open my email. There's like a million melodies, like people sending it to me. Like, why not? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Why not? It's healthy. It's yeah. it's a nice way for all of us to yeah. keep collaborate, going. Yeah. keep going with each other because yeah. we could technically say fuck everyone else do it ourselves and they did that in the 90s and 2000s but now it's not gonna work other people people inspire you like I'm absolutely I'm definitely doing that like yeah a lot of people be in my emails with the melodies yeah and I've been using a lot of I was in the Dreamville I was in the Dreamville sessions in Atlanta and I'm in one room and you have like you know Honorable and Cardiac in another room and all this and and all these other producers and I'm giving them loops and then I'm sitting here making beats and I'm like, I don't want to lose use my loops. So I'm getting loops from other people. And it's just like this whole like Everybody factory. Eats. Yeah. Everybody eats and and I don't know, do you feel like I mean, obviously you do you said you're a melody guy first, but when you when you add drums and flip other people's melodies, do you enjoy that more or less, or do you feel like that's like a different type of way of producing? Like what do you I, prefer I, more? I mean, I prefer <clears throat> I always prefer like my method because I know like how what I'm doing and what I want stuff to be. I, I always enjoy like hearing new stuff. But like, damn, you get that inspired, shit crazy. Like, how did like, I want to think of that? Like, <laughs> yeah, give me that. Let me put mm-hmm. the drums on that and send it back to you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's a cool thing to do. Yeah. Now, yo, I don't know if you remember, we couldn't even do that. No, nah, we couldn't. Now we can mm-hmm. even make beats together nah. with your computer and my computer right yep. here, and we could just be like, you could see my screen synced up. Yeah. Yep. Like, that's crazy. It's why not crazy. use that shit? Like, why, why not? <laughs> that's why not? crazy, yeah. Like, and we're not going backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because when you think about the era of, like, Timbaland, Swizz, Neptunes, they weren't collaborating. Nah, they weren't. So they were they, in competition. It was produced yeah. by one person, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? And yeah. it was cool, right? But there's too much demand, too much music, <laughs> and too many of us kind of in, in, in the matrix. There's so many of us. And a lot of us, there's a lot of bad shit, but there's a lot of good shit, right. too. Yeah. And so I think as long as we all just keep inspiring each other, I just think music is just yeah. going to keep getting music better. Music is about inspiration. I mean, yeah. like, if you're not inspired, I don't think that you're going to make good music. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. at all. Um, so what's in the works right now? Uh, right now, I just uh, signed a deal with Chico again with Sony Orchard. We just oh. got a Congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Which, by the way, we were just talking about Shout that. Yeah. You don't? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, what? Yeah, Orchard Sony team mm-hmm. is a very, very oh, yeah. amazing team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And we just, Jay and Dino just, we've known Jay for, for years. As soon as I came up here, he was one of the first dudes I met. And like, we was always working. And then like, we were just like, he was just saying like, yeah, let's move this differently. Let's do it. So, we got a label deal and then they signed me as an artist too. So now I'm dropping my own records and my mm-hmm. latest record I just dropped is called Teller. It got Davies and Moneybag, yo. Mm-hmm. Congrats. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. And then it's just, like from there, that's what I'm concentrating on. I want to show the world like, Reezy, like this is my sound. Yep. Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want it to sound like. 
and that's what my focus is right now. Amazing. Yeah. And doesn't it feel good? Yeah. Like, it, the, it the feels fact good. that we get to have the spotlight. Yeah. yeah, that now it's like, damn, now it's on me actually playing and making these beats, like, the yeah. way that I want to do it. And then also, too, like, a lot of people don't know, I was an artist before I was a producer. Like, I, I was on stage doing all that stuff. I could sing, rap. Mm. And that come that also that helps you as a producer yeah. too, you know. And it's just like, like just that whole situ, that whole thing, and that whole scenario of like being an artist back then and now. It's like okay, I can put vocals if I want to, mm-hmm. or I could just leave the track with these two big artists on mm-hmm. it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's where the the route I'm on right now, mm-hmm. where it's just I'm about to like. I want to show the world creatively what's going on in my head. So we're not going to hear any little uh, four bars at the end of Drake's verse, and then you know what I'm saying on the Reezy record. You know what I'm saying? That's what I would do. Maybe yeah. you might, you <laughs> you might. Or sample or sample your voice. Sample you know? your voice. Oh, I've done that already. My voice yeah. is in a lot of songs that mm-hmm. exactly that I produced, and like I just put my you know the little ooh ah, and people yeah. you know just stuff that you can't find the sounds to, and you just want yeah. exactly you know you could do it with your mouth or something. Like that. And that's exactly. a good thing about being a producer and an artist. Like you were saying, you can utilize your voice as an instrument, yeah. and then just add in your production. Yeah. What are some artists that you want to work with that you haven't been able to reach or that you trying to... Yeah, who's on the list? And if you work with them and you can't say anything, that doesn't count. There's people that you haven't worked with. The only people... This is literally when I say the only people I haven't worked with like that are like 10 years in the game mainstream is Jay-Z, Eminem, or Drake. That's the only... I've worked with everybody else. Lil Wayne, Kanye... I mean, I've worked with females. I, I love working with females. You feel what I'm saying? They're they're actually more meticulous than the male art. <laughs> yeah, you I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Perfectionists, you know? Yeah. So I've worked with a lot of uh, female artists, I could say. But as far as that goes, like, the, it's top tiers. Those those are the people I haven't But who are some female with. artists that you haven't worked with that you were like, aside uh, from the men? Uh, female artists I haven't worked with. Missy hasn't. Elliott? Missy. Nice. Okay. I want to do something crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna, I want to do something. Missy. Missy. Into the, um, what was, was what the songwriters Hall of Fame? Did oh yeah, she did. She got she indicted did. Uh, into oh. or inducted. Indicted. <laughs> I was like indicted. <laughs> wait, 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 what the hell does yeah. she do? No, she got yeah. inducted <laughs> into. She got accepted into the like, Songwriters Hall of Fame. Congrats to Missy. She's a legend, man. Yes, she is. Reezy, man, I'm really, really, you know, happy for you guys, man. Congrats on all the success. A lot, a lot of these, you know, guys out here don't realize how long it takes sometimes, and. And you know you've been in the game for a long time, and I and I know that you feel like you're just getting started. Yeah, I was just about you know to saying? say that. Like yeah. this is the, this is it. This, this is what is I've it. been working for. Like all them other years was practice. Mm-hmm. Listen, Quincy it. Jones did uh, Thriller when he was forty. Yeah. No, fifty. Fifty. Mm-hmm. Sorry, fifty. He was fifty. I mean, when he if made you that. listen to Thriller, like that takes that's years of experience that's years. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and composition, mm-hmm. and and all. he had to know a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, like you can't just come out the gate and just. Know. I don't care. You just no. <laughs> unless you're a prodigy child or something, you no. gotta know a certain amount of things to make a hit record and know it's that. Exactly. And spend all them months on that one mm-hmm. song. Ten thousand hours. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shit, thirty thousand hours. Yeah. You know, uh, Reezy. So we do this thing. We're gonna do this for a couple times. Um, we have this segment on the podcast where we randomly choose uh, different beat submissions. Okay. We play a little snippet. Okay. And if we like it, we give it a blap. And if we don't. 
we give it a crap and then we try to give a little constructive criticism so we're gonna do a couple random ones okay. and don't be yeah, afraid I, to I know be honest be oh, yeah, no, yeah. Yes. they'll tell y'all I'm honest. honest we keep I'm it 100 honest. on this yeah, do it. Don't, be, don't be afraid to uh, you know do a little shit on don't be afraid to shit don't, don't be afraid to shit on uh, on anything you know what I'm saying okay so our first submission for Blapper Crap first of all this is the Blapper Crap's uh, uh, segment mm-hmm. so basically we're gonna listen to uh a little beat snippet of you guys' submissions. If you want to submit to this segment, all you have to do is MP is send an MP3 attachment to info at blapchat.com, B-L-A-P-C-H-A-T.com. Send an MP3 attachment with uh, blap or crap in the subject line. And uh, you can send as many as you guys want. Uh, we're going to choose you at random, and hopefully you'll be on this segment. So our first submission is by D-Red Beats with a Z at the end. Start that one off, mm. my man. I liked the beat. Um, I didn't love the beat, mm-hmm. but I definitely liked it. Um, I wasn't crazy about the about the the clap. The, the clap. You didn't the, like the clap. I wasn't really crazy about light. the clap. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted. I'm not gonna lie. I really <laughs> wanted to blap this one. I, I really did. Like I really wanted to blap it. So it was close. It was close. It was close. But I have. Whenever I blap it, you guys know I have to love it. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't love it. Okay. But I, I did like it. It was cool. I, you know, maybe with an artist on it and making the thing, yeah, it might sound Let them know a little more last. enticing to me. But mm-hmm. I'm gonna crap this one. All right, you gonna know. crap perfection. I'm gonna crap that. Mm-hmm. All right, another. Um, it wasn't a bad beat. Mm-hmm. There were just a couple things that I would change. I didn't hate the sample, but I would have chopped it up differently. There were mm-hmm. a lot of things in the sample that could have just gone to the trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the drums were cool, but they sounded a little light. Like yep. the sounds were a little thin. I would have right. mixed it, mixed it, yeah, gave them, yeah, more, added more frequencies more. in there, made it yeah. beef it up more a little bit. Um, and then I feel like it, the drop came in too late. Like the intro was a little too long. But mm. other than that, it wasn't a bad beat. But I'm still gonna crap Got it. You. I mean, Glenn. yeah, pretty much the Colby. same thing. Yeah, I know. Until I have to. Yeah, it, it was a crap for me too. But I wanted to. I felt the same way. Like I wanted to blap it. I wanted, I wanted to. to. I, really, yeah. I actually um, liked the arrangement. I thought the arrangement was, was well because was cool. from a sonic. Yeah. If I'm listening, if I'm listening, if I'm taking myself out of like, oh, I don't like this beat, and I'm looking at it as a, a sonically mm-hmm. thing, then like, yeah, it was cool. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not like putting my feelings into it, but right. it, I didn't like. I didn't feel it. Right. And then like the drums was a little light. I like res- like I appreciated the little accents that mm-hmm. he did. Yeah, yeah, me it. too. Yeah, yeah. But just overall, it's like if you already don't like like that's the core of the song. That whole thing he had those drums was just like a few. You know that his loop, your loop is everything. So it's like 
to me that that didn't grab me so the rest of it right. kind of fell by the wayside too Got not it. bad but i just didn't like it Got so. it. reason what you think um i'm just gonna put this out there like sound choice Mm-hmm. Sound yes. selection, like everything. Sound, Sound selection is everything because that whole beat could have been fired. Right. Exactly. With the yep. right sound. Sound a little dated. I hate to use that yeah. word. Hey, but that sound sounded like dated. Sound Click 2010. Ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I can't mm-hmm. front, but there, you know, people are still learning. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> pretty much said it all. All right. Um, all right. Our next submission is by Zach. Fat Zach. Okay, Fat Zach. Fat Zach, here we go. <laughs> P-H-A-T, by the way. Oh, fat with a P-H. Yeah, like... Fat Farm. Like fat. Fat, fat Farm. Remember in the 90s? Fat. fat. How do you pronounce that? Like, Fat Farm. Because you know... Hip-hop arm. Mmm. Like something like, like commercial. Yeah. I feel like I'm laid back with like cucumbers yeah. in my eye. It's like a yeah. spa resort a song yeah. soundtrack. Like I could see commercial. that being placed, like licensed. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna crap. I'm gonna crap it only because it. I can't. I don't know if I can hear that as like a good song. I always. <laughs> yeah. I always approach it as like, can this turn into a good song? Yeah. I don't really see it, but I will say that. I think that could be used in some kind of like licensing platform yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a vibe. Like, I would agree yeah. with that. I feel yeah. like I'm going shopping, going through mm-hmm. the mall. I feel like something yeah. else like is going on. It could on. be used somewhere. Like, like a watching a tutorial or something. Yeah. 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 Or like, yeah. Or like yeah. those playlists on like Spotify that like have that kind of vibe. Like just, right. you just clean, you know, you're just doing something Easy that's listening. like background yeah. mood music. But it wasn't bad, but I like I'm gonna the tutorial. This is, yeah. this is tutorial. tutorial music right here. Mm-hmm. Or when you like downloading a VST or installing a VST or something, right. they play that music. Exactly. <laughs> or you just like, uh, you're on, you're like on hold. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like waiting, waiting for Waiting to pay your phone bill. Time. Waiting to pay your phone bill. If I was, if I heard that while I was playing a phone bill, just, just that little riff, I'd be like, this is not a, really a crap it's more like right? i mean i think it's a crap because the mix is, is it's is, definitely yeah. a crap it's for me true. it's true. weird mix it's a, true yeah. it sounds like it sounds like to me this guy's been probably making beats for about a year you think it's a like year just in? starting out you know doesn't really know how to mix his stuff just yet but like it, you know like the sound selection is very like eh. but you know what's the interesting yeah. too it's very faint the interesting thing is is that you never know what people like or what they like to produce. Maybe he is producing for that type be. of, you know what he I mean? might be. So listen, if you're listening and you made that beat, that might be a good license. No. Potential. It sounds, it sounds <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a Toyota commercial no. or something. No. no. All right. Our next and last submission for today is by Pat. Just simply Pat. I like that. With Pat. He might be tight. P-A-T. 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 Pat. 
P-A-T. Why'd you have this P-A-T. 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 Dimes. Muddy. It could be tight. Yeah. yeah. But the mix, mix is trash. Where is right. that? The clap is like this. That clap is in outer space. <laughs> this is it definitely like Migos. I can hear Migos on Exactly. But why? And the 808 is hard too. Yeah. Like the yeah. placement. It just needs to mix. Why are the drums so far back? Wait, hold on. And, and that synth is like way out in front. Can't hear anything. I'm so mad. Yeah, at there's the clap. definitely something on the on the master that's just putting a blanket yeah. on there. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a wave of frequency that was like I don't I don't even yeah. hear that. Is there a snare or a clap? I don't hear it. There's a clap, but it's very small. Very small. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like a little booty. Like it's just like, <laughs> Yo, with a good mix on that, that would be hard. Yeah, that would be tight. Yeah, man. We can't fix we can't that crack, damn we can't clap. You're fucking one. yeah. Can't blap it. How was the that, that snare? That the shit snare. was that was that snare was whack. Come she on, perfection. To. Perfection needs to say it. Yeah, no, she does. it wasn't even whack as fuck. It wasn't even there. <laughs> it wasn't even there. It wasn't existent. It wasn't existent. Like we yeah, saw the potential, there. but yeah. Let's be yeah, realistic. You if boost. you sent that to somebody, they'd be like, I can't do nothing with this. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. do with it. Yeah. Right, we gotta cool. fit in one more Yeah, we gotta do it. All right, our last last submission. This is this is by Adam. Just just simply Adam. I respect these people being themselves. Adam. See, this shit got a little bit of a little yeah. groove to it. Let's see what it's a vi- there's a vibe there. I can hear some crazy singing on this. Oh no, what happened? What the Damn. fuck? fuck. What he was happened? Like, he was like, I'm gonna switch it on him. He put a whole different <laughs> track. That's what happens. This is this uh, is exactly overthinking right there. Damn it, Adam! Exactly. Overthinking. That's what happens when you Should've overthink this shit. Let me what play it from the beginning. Adam? Yeah. Run it from the back. This shit had this a vibe. Like, this right was, here. This, this two different beats. This is like some cold yeah. shit. Or maybe he did that on purpose. I could hear Cole on Cole do something. You could tell this. a crazy story to this. Bitches. Oh, J. Cole would kill this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, ew, ew. Why though? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Oh, like the, the story got real grim out of like nowhere. Like I feel like he let's hear it. Let's see where this shit goes. You got us intrigued. Like it's real I mean, sinister. It, I feel like he could have done this all the way at the end of the yeah, first yeah, track. Yeah, it came too soon. Yeah. Okay, what this if it goes? What like, if it goes back into that? This shit? This could have been like Let's a see. bridge section for the first track, like we do it towards no, the end. No, it don't even. I don't change. think that shit never comes in. He did. That's hold like on, hold on. okay. All right. No, it never comes in. So it in. never came yeah. back. The intro was the hardest part, part of the right whole here. track. Damn, he should have let was that hard. come in like Cold. the last minute. Cold world. Is this Phil? What's this one thing? This is Adam. Phil? David? David? Michael? Tommy? What's his Roger? name? Trevor? Trevor? <laughs> this is Jonathan? Damn, Adam. <laughs> All right, anyway. Damn, Adam. Adam, Adam listen, Damn. this is what we're going to say about this. I blocked the part. first part. Map out oh, those it. first eight bars. Yeah, loop right. it and then play with that. Bro. Listen, just, I would say, right, guys, like, just keep the intro. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 100%. And, and loop it. He could have even tried to see how it sounded by adding that at the end. As like a bridge. The last, yeah. Right. Not even a bridge. A fade out. A fade, like out, a fade out. out. Like fading oh, okay. into okay. another okay. track. Okay. True. Like, it just got grim. Like, the beat changes, and then it's like an outro little fade. Yeah, like. He it just was 
so much and then it those were two nothing. different beats it was but like we two could different we could agree moods. the first part was a black yeah. I like the first yeah. part, yeah. part. alright so we got one half of That's a black we got, we got a half blap we got a half of a black but they blapped the intro of my beat like, <laughs> yeah exactly, keep bro. the intro Adam, keep the intro Adam go make that those changes man there you uh, go uh, Reezy, send man. it back to us too cause I wanna yeah, please. hear that yeah. right. send it back I wanna send hear what you do with that Reezy, man, we really appreciate you coming through, man. Thank you, man. For yeah, sure. Um, let's give that. a round of applause for my guy. Yeah. Reezy. In the I building. like the dance, uh, too. Where, uh, <laughs> I is there anything it. next you want to plug in? Like, you have any new music dropping? I know you have music dropping, but anything coming up in Social the media? Uh, not nothing that I could play right now, mm-hmm. but On I air? will give you an exclusive. Yes. yes. So, as sweet for yes. like the day before it drop out, you'll have it so you can yes. play it first. Fire. Appreciate you, it. brother. Thank <laughs> you. Yes. That's the producer's guild right there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We got we got we got to stick together, <laughs> man. You know what I'm yeah, saying? For sure. Appreciate, but man, can't wait for the uh, the project, album, whatever you're working on as an artist. I know it's exciting. It, you know, just keep pushing the music forward, man, and and utilizing your talents to just contribute to this hip hop shit, man. Yeah. Really appreciate you, man. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah, one, one, one more you time. You plug man. your plug your uh, label or your social media? Or oh yeah, everybody follow me at Reezy Renegade R E A Z Y Renegade on every social media platform, and then follow the label too, which is Hits Only Music Entertainment, mm. which is AKA Home. There it is. Yep. Say no more. That's tight. All right, clap it up. Yep. We good. We out of here. Episode what, Josh? 92. 92. Wow. Episode 92. We out. We'll see y'all next week. Later. Peace. Peace. Peace.